Yes, indeed. That is me and Dave and Naz and Tommy. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, mate. Get the Tordy Show banner out, people. Hello, Andy. Oh, a miserable man. <laughs> We've been that? dancing away to three lines there for obvious reasons. It's three lines and a Celt. Uh, I've introduced myself and everybody else. You can find us on Facebook under three lines and a Celt and obviously where you find all good podcasts under three lines and a Celt. England are in the World Cup semi-final. That Keep sounds pretty it. weird. Um, that sounds it, yeah. <laughs> Every time you hear it. That is a weird thing to say. <laughs> that is, it's a weird thing to feel. How does everyone feel about it? I don't. I still don't know if it's sunk in yet that it's the semi-final. Unbelievable that we've, we've made it here. Naz? I'm still, I'm still just in absolute shock and awe. Um, I mean, I'm not because I knew we were going to win it from the beginning. You know, I think we all did. We all knew we were going to win it from the beginning. But not yeah, me. every time you hear it, it just sounds better and better. It's uh, for me just the most surreal thing about it all. It didn't even feel very hard. I, I was anxious before the game started, and about 20 minutes in, I thought, yeah, I'm still nervous. I'm still anxious. But then I realised I was pretending. Because I wasn't really very anxious at all about what was happening. Where did where did you guys all watch it? Tell me, where did you watch it? Uh, myself and Dave went up to Newcastle uh, for the weekend. Uh, I had a round oh, yeah. of golf during Cute. the day. Um, so it was an early start. So by the time we watched it, it was, um, it was fairly dusty now in a pub in Newcastle. Uh, but yeah, it was a difficult one to watch for me, someone who was supporting Sweden. But um, I think that England were they were the better side you know you can't you can't deny that I was I was expecting more from Sweden I thought they would have set up better defensively uh, but that wasn't the case and deservedly through as much as it pains me to say it through to the semi-final oh, easily deserved uh, they they really never did look through and you two you went to Newcastle that's Newcastle in Australia right which is about sort of two two and a half hour three hour north of of lovely Sydney here not your hometown there's where did you watch it sounds like your normal <coughs> partner yeah. in crime wasn't with you not on this occasion, but I think uh, yeah, I'm banking on the next one. He's going to be there alongside me. I was in the ye old faithful of the casino. Um, it was absolute pandemonium, as you could expect on a Saturday, because uh, we haven't played on a day that obviously everyone doesn't have to be at work the next day. So um, it was even more hectic than than before. I, I'll be honest. I think I was. I think I was more. I think I was happier beating Colombia. And what I am Sweden because I, I was never honestly never worried about Sweden. Um, I think I said three one in the predictions because I thought it would be just very straightforward and they didn't trouble us at all. Um, they, we just we just played our game as we have been this, this tournament and and uh, we you know we we sort of made it look routine and um, but I'm I'm just still. I'm still just can't believe that we're in a semi final and we're we're so close. I know it makes no. I, I watched the uh, Croatia Russia game the next day. I was at, uh, I was up at family up in Gosford, so not not too far away from where you guys were in Newcastle. And uh, uh, me and uh, a couple of the the young men there, we uh, we avoided the result and watched the Croatia Russia game the next day. And even then, it was very surreal to think that yeah we'll be playing the winner of this game in the World Cup semi final. 
Yeah, you'd never predict it'd be England versus Russia or Croatia in the semis. No chance. Uh, to be fair, before the tournament started, I, I thought if we got to the quarters, I'd have been happy. Then watching that game, like it was, it was almost like a friendly. It was just yeah. knocking, knocking it about. There was no, like I said, there was no nobody fretting that that they were going to score. They didn't, they didn't create a lot until the second half, which. That they had a couple of chances, but still nothing that screamed out. And it could have been the same score as England Panama. It could have easily been five six one. Yeah. If Sterling could have finished his dinner, then we might have been talking about a bigger scoreline altogether. It felt like it, it, almost like an end of season Premier League game, where Sweden were, for argument's sake, I don't know, bloody West Ham with everything done, nothing to play for, weren't going to go down, weren't going to win anything. Just going through the numbers, really, just playing to take their playing. Yeah, yeah, just take their playing go. And England looked like they always had it in their locker to go further. And yeah, they had nothing, nothing to worry about. How did you see the game overall that day? Let's let's break it down a little bit. Yeah, I think that we started started well. Once again, I was still expecting us to come flying out, uh, but I think maybe uh, Southgate said, "Look, just to get yourself into the into the game." Don't they say play the game, not the occasion? And yeah, we, we just managed it so well. It's just so professional. I think that's the only way that I can, um, I guess, summarise the game. We, we were better in every side of the pitch. Uh, I listened to Henrik Larsson after the game, and he was, he all he could say was that England were the better team. That there was no argument against it. Uh, I think we played the ball really well. I think even though, like I said, Sterling, they give him a bit of stick, and I'm sure we'll come on to him, but. You know, he's still such a threat. He could have scored a hat-trick in the second half. Um, and, and that run, I think the way that they've changed the play, so then Kane's slightly deeper now, mm. collecting the ball, which is giving space for Sterling to run in behind. Look, Southgate's genius. He is a genius. He is. Yeah. Knighthood. Uh, we will get onto Sterling <coughs> because it's, it's he, he's been the lowest-rated England player. And according stupid. To the Great it's British so public. stupid. Oh, it makes no sense. I, yeah. I just wonder I'll what everybody we, else is watching. I'll wait till we get to that yeah, part, but it's England, so stupid. England need a scapegoat. We, no matter whether we, we could have won that game 10-0, we would have chosen somebody that we wouldn't have wanted to play well. Uh, but then I'm also so happy for Jordan Pickford. He, he got a bit of um, bad publicity after the Belgian game which I, I think was was wrong but yeah he, he is a freak how good he is I know you, you think there's pretty standard saves but like he, he's so nimble so. Well, well that's the thing I do want to talk about saves because it was he made great saves he, oh those three saves he made they're absolutely amazing and look you've obviously got to save it and I'd have been pissed off if he'd let them in and at the time they, they felt like oh that's vital that is a vital save but I watched like I'll just do like a mini match where you can sort of see it's like match of the day highlights basically, and I watched it back and they all looked pretty routine. Like none of them were. It wasn't like that save against Colombia where it was like, oh, he's absolutely pulled one out of the top locker there. It's, yeah, he's done well to get to him, but they've been hit at him or nearly at him, and he's just put a strong hand out for most of the time. But those those save in any other tournament. They go in. So you look at Rob Green with a howler. England have notoriously always let in those so-called should have saved it. Look at the Iceland game with Hart last year. Like you need somebody. I don't even think that he looked like he was going to concede. It's like as soon as they had a shot or they had the header, you pretty much knew he'd be behind it. Which I don't think we've ever had that confidence his, before. His, his saves, I want, like you said, the routine, right? And, and obviously they're good saves. They might be good saves, but <clears throat> he. Um, he he's a keeper, right? He's meant to make saves. That's what he's there to do. But for me, his saves aren't even the important thing. It's he's so good with his feet. Like 
people are firing the ball back to him, back passes. He's playing it sort of. He's playing twenty, thirty yard passes like yeah. he's a centre mid or a centre back, and then that lets that's let Stone bring Stones brings the ball out as well, and that back back six is so important now because they start all of our attacks. Like they're the whole focal point of uh, Stones is. Stones is playing like a defensive, like deep line midfielder at the minute, because Pickford just sits on the edge of the box and he's, he'll take the ball at any point in the game, right? And and that just adds such a different layer to our team that we've never had before, and a lot of teams in the World Cup don't actually have because the, the keepers aren't as good with their feet, and that and that's a lot to do with like Pep's teams, Guardiola's teams, like that's the you know when he hired, when he signed Edison, sorry, everyone was like, who is this guy? Like, yeah, he's we'll see what he's about, but clearly you can see why he signed him because. Having a keeper who's good with their feet is—it just gives you something that, that a lot of teams don't have. Well, I think he really. What I, the things that I did like about Pickford is the few times in that game where he properly gave the defence a rollicking when they let people in, they let people have space. There was one shot in particular that it led to nothing, but he was sprinting out to the edge of his box, absolutely apoplectic with rage, shouting it, and I just. For me, I just think, as a defender, that's just going to give you so much confidence. Like, when you've got someone keeping you on point like that. And I can't really think of any England keeper in recent times that's actually appeared to have that sort of, not just command of their area, but the authority with their other defenders to do that. Are are we being one-eyed, though, Tommy? I mean, look, you've watched all the England games, and you've heard us get increasingly more excited about it and increasingly more we're the best at this and we're rubbish at nothing are we are we being a bit one-eyed um pickford i think is good i I have to give it to him like compared to other there are other keepers in the tournament um who if they were in that situation the ball probably would have been in the net i mean one of the one of the things about being good in your position is that you do the simple things well the things that are expected of you you do it well and yeah he, he to to have that leader leadership um in the back you know um a, a keeper is in credit i, I think the, the goalkeeping position is um hugely important especially when you're getting um to the end um of of a tournament like this and yeah even, even i have to to hand it to him i, I I like the bloke, you know, um, and I think deserving praise, I, slightly uh, inflated praise, be, be that. But um, yeah, town. credit, no, credit, what? credit, work, credit. Why is it inflated? Town. Why is it inflated? Because you're talking about him like he's John Luigi Buffon or something like that. <clears throat> Me, he's going to win a World Cup, man. He might as well be John Luigi Buffon, all right? <laughs> if he changed his name, uh, but well, I think <clears throat> yeah, go on. No, sorry, I was just going to add that. <laughs> Just back, like back in the day, you you got someone like Hart in there. You got a different keeper in there, and you've got Terry and Ferdinand in front of you for a long part of your career. Like I just think back to your point about him, just hammering the defense. Like maybe, maybe back in the day, like the keepers, unfortunately, they might see Terry and Ferdinand in front of them, and they they're getting a bit iffy about rollicking players like Terry and Ferdinand because their resume, right? You you don't want to get in in their face too much because they they they're perceived as these big lads, but. With the defence that we have, like everyone's the same age, everyone's young, hungry. Like clearly, he's he's got no fear just to absolutely kick him, kick like kill him if they if they're making a mistake. And but that's so that's should. another point as well. Like the, the the bar of England keepers over the last you know decade or two, it's it's not been set that high, which is another reason why Pickford <clears throat> is seems even better than he is. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's he's shit by any sense of the word. He is good. He's the best England keeper that England have had in a while. 
but it is a very low bar. Well, I think one of the things that stood out about the game to me is that that's actually the first clean sheet that we've kept this tournament. Hmm. Are we getting better? I'm so confident we're getting to the final. Like, whatever happens in the, the final, I'm sure we'll discuss next time. But now I'm so confident going into a Croatia game. Like I can't see us losing. Against the Colombians, I think we were all a bit like, shit, this could go either way. And then Sweden, like we kind of, like you said, kind of coasted past them. It was just, if that, like you said, that was a Premier League game. It could have been Man United versus Stoke. You know before the game, it's probably going to be 2-0 at Old Trafford. That's the same as that game then. You kind of had 2-0 written all over it. Um, and then now, you're looking at the Croatia game, I can't see us not winning. And if we, we play like that and we can serve a bit of energy, I think... You look at the other side of the door, France versus Belgium, that's going to be a lot of energy being used. So if they're going into it tired, they, I, I, I genuinely believe that it's coming home. He's got such a grin on his face when he's saying that as well. well let, let's look down at some of the individual players then. Look, obviously, uh, Maguire uh, stopped up with, or jumped up with an, a storming head. Another set-piece goal from England. Uh, pretty much unstoppable at those things now, so it's almost mm -hmm. boring talking about it. Mm -hmm. Dave, you had, you had a little flutter on Maguire's score, didn't you? Yeah, to be fair, John Stones and Harry Maguire have made me an absolute killing this tournament. So I had John Stones at 14-1 to 1 against Panama. He won me a hefty whack, and then I had $20 on... Um, Maguire to score also at 14s to 1 so if you're listening and you want Dave Lee's hot tips I'll, uh, I'll, <laughs> <laughs> my next my next one for Croatia is going to be back to John Stones he's going to score a header anytime. just to say we are looking for sponsors of this podcast so if any betting firms want to get in touch uh, we'll leave an email <laughs> for you guys uh, is there is there anything we need to be worried about though with set pieces are we did we create enough against Sweden because it was something that we spoke about before the Sweden game that outside of set pieces we hadn't really created any any chances that we would sit there and go oh if you'd put that away oh, if we got that that would have helped that would have, it didn't really have anything and did we have anything more against Sweden? Yeah I think we had a whole uh, yeah a I don't think I don't Sterling think we had a hat trick I think second half those one on ones I think one of them ended up being offside but if, if that had been Rashford in that position or if that had been Kane in that position that would have been three more goals and that's from open play we worked I think like I said with Kane dropping in it just frees up a lot more space because he's the danger man it's like when you see Messi at Barca when he drops deep it takes a centre back with him and there's so much space in behind so I think they've been working on that and if we're saying look we're two one dimensional scoring from set pieces I actually who cares do you know what I mean like who cares well I think it's Let's talk about Sterling because he gets a world of abuse, or not a world of abuse, but he's bottom of the rankings every every single time. The, the game against Sweden was no different because oh, he missed that chance, he missed that chance. The flip side, Deli Ali, who I thought had a pretty average game to be honest, and had he not scored, I don't think we'd be going. Ali had a great game. Well, Ali scored, so I haven't actually looked at the rankings to be honest, but I suspect he's he's up there as one of the best players. Because he scored, he gave the ball away a lot. He didn't offer that much, and he didn't really link up with anybody. Are we? Is Sterling still the right man for that role, or should we have Rashford in? Hundred and ten percent, he is. I, I said from the beginning, I think he'd be the most player, most important player on uh, one of the most anywhere on our team, and I still stick by it. I think he's got that Henderson effect about him. Like um, when Henderson didn't play, and everyone realised Henderson's really important to this team. It's the same with Steele, and I don't think there's anyone else in that team that can play the position and, and the way that he plays. Like, we've got Rashford on the bench, 
we've got Vardy, we've got like uh, we're never going to play Danny Welbeck, but we've got we've got <laughs> we've got players right who you perceive to to be able to play in that position, but no one will be able to do it like Sterling does it right because the yeah he got into these positions and he didn't finish it, but he's clearly so important to this team and with Kane dropping in and he, it's like he'll t- he'll take it in that 10 yard square with three players around him you'll get it you'll be able to control it drop a shoulder and pass it back off right and maybe it doesn't look good on the screen and it doesn't look good when you're watching it in a game but so that nice. opens up so much space for the rest of the team that starts attacks when he's running the channel he's 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 when he's not playing I think that's when people will realise shit we probably do need him in that position. Well, he does there. draw defenders towards him, doesn't he? No oh, hundred percent. You don't want to play against his pace. It doesn't. He's 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 a threat. That every uh, team that we've come up against, they've said, right, okay, yeah, he's not scoring, but no defender wants to play against somebody that's that quick. He's completely different to Kane, so it's not like mm. right, we can prepare for one type of striker. It. I think he's so important. I've absolutely nailed him, like in other podcasts, because I I think he should be scoring more goals, and, and I'm not. Going back on my word, but I do think Naz is right. Like when you use the Henderson analogy, you put Dyer in there, and he is—he's shite. Whereas then you, you get Henderson back in there, and he looks like one of the best midfielders in the in the tournament. So I think yeah, you're right. With but, but but I think going to your points about him, should have like yeah, he should have scored and stuff, and and I get that. But and I know obviously you're saying he's important too, but also it's like that touch that he that you know when it's lobbed forty foot in the air and he's outside the box, and he's he's gone one on one with the keeper. No one's talking about the touch that he did to bring it down. Like that's unbelievable. Like if Messi's doing that, we're going to talk about that for days, right? Uh, he's getting in these positions and he's he's working these positions and uh, right end also, product can come right next game. He could finish all three. It was a great save as well. When yeah, he goes exactly. past the yeah, keeper, right? that's a strong hand. Yeah, yeah. He's so yeah. close to going past exactly. and then it's in the back of the net. Had he had he got that goal, he would he would have been lauded similar to to um, what yeah, Ali was. Right. You know, um, he. I actually really feel bad for the lad because it's like he, he does so brilliantly up to the point where it comes to, to finishing and he can't and just off the back of that perceived sitter you know if, if that was Kane he probably wouldn't have had the pace to even be in that position in the first place um, and you could just see he's dying for a goal I mean off the back of that, he could he could have laid it off for for someone else in a better position, but he wanted to make the move and and, and score that goal, and um, I think he's well overdue one, and I'm not surprised if he doesn't get one in the next game. What he needs, he needs one just to go in off his ass, going off the back of his head. He just needs <laughs> just one to go in yeah. the back of the net, and then he'll be firing a bit like what he's done for City the, the season before last. It took him ages to score a goal, gets one, and then he was firing. Then Pep comes in, gets a goal early, and mm. he scores throughout the season. So, do you know what? Not all will be forgiven for everything that he's done yeah. if he scores against Croatia. There's it's, no doubt about it. it. It's just good experience for for this World Cup as well, and and when we win the next World Cup as well, you know, it's good. Uh, it's good <laughs> for him to go into that confident back to back. I like it. <laughs> let's, let's talk about the other other half of the draw. Uh, obviously, on Friday or, or Friday our time, well Saturday morning, I suppose it was our time, sort of midnight and and four a.m. kickoff. Had the uh, France Uruguay game. Did you guys watch that? You sure did. France came out winners. <clears throat> what do we think of France? They're, they're, they're the team to beat, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think Belgium just had too much for Brazil. We'll come on to that in a moment. But I think France, every opposition they come up against, they just look so frightening going forward. I think Mbappe is just ridiculous. And if this is what he's like at 18, 19, God knows what he's going to be like when he's 25, 26. Yeah, terrifying. 
absolutely mm-hmm. terrifying tommy did you watch that goes games um i did i watched the highlights um <laughs> classic uh no I, france yeah they're huge hugely impressive and the, the either france or belgium i think you know are going to be really really test england and you know it's uh the re- either one are going to be deserving uh, of their their place in the final are we getting dazzled a little bit by france and the fact that yeah, they've got Mbappe, yeah, they've got Griezmann, yeah, they've got these great players who individual moments look sensational and that's what sticks in the memory. But are they a bit disjointed going forward? Are they a bit disconnected? Because Uruguay, they're not tight at the back. Uruguay made chances against them. And so, I mean, hell, even Australia bloody worried them at the back, you know. Are France a bit not as good as the sum of their parts? I don't know. I, I I agree with Dave. I think they're the one team. Like I, th- I, I think I've stressed the point in the past that it's good for us to be, not the underdogs. It's good for us to see a team ahead of us and think we've genuinely got a chance here. But I think France the on- is the only team left in, in in this pot where I think I don't really want to play them because we would then become the underdogs. I just think like Giroud's. I think very underrated. Um, I think Griezmann's obviously one of the best in the world, and Mbappe's playing class. But also, I just think. They've got the likes of like Kante, who is having a stormer of a tournament, and again, you know, he gets praise under underhanded praise, but really he should get a lot more than he does, um, because he doesn't do tricks and flicks. It's it's one of them, but their defence as well, like Larice pulled off some ridiculous saves yeah, in, in the last game, and they've got Varane and Umtiti playing centre backs for Madrid and Barca. You know what I mean? And that's difficult. That they they they're no mugs, and and, and I just think that's going to be. Um, that's going to be a proper test basically you know I'm not worried about Croatia honestly I think we've got every chance but if we played France I just think they've got every position's pretty set I, th- I think if it was if it was a France England final you would see two completely opposite ends of the spectrum you'd have a France who have brilliant quality right throughout the, uh, the squad but they don't have the uh, the team spirit that, that England has which you look at them if you take each of those individual players um you know they wouldn't get a look in in some of the teams some of the when they come together southgate has set them up to to play the best football england have played in you know a decade let's talk about who france will be facing in their semi-final uh, obviously coming up against belgium uh look we struggled to beat their reserves we lost one nil against them in the group games didn't play their reserves against brazil were they worthy winners yeah, I think I think they're just too much. The the worrying thing about Belgium is that De Bruyne has hit form this late into the tournament, so which worries me because he is just so good. Like when you see him at City, when he's on fire, like there is he is unplayable. So, but I I do think France are going to have too much of him. I don't think they're great at the back. Um, I, I think that if you can shut Lukaku out, then I don't think they've got a lot of goal scoring threat. Um, other than him and Hazard, I think they're the two. But yeah, I, I'm with Naz. If we get Belgium in the final, I, I'm pretty, pretty sure we can win it. If we get France, then oh, I don't, I don't really want to think about that now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I, I don't. I, just, I, I think. I, I think if. We, I think if we played Belgium, it's very much Premier League v Premier League, and that's why I think we've got every chance to beat Belgium. Yeah. Um, and also, you've got to remember, right, Lukaku's having a good tournament, but that guy's got it in him to have an absolute stinker, like have a have the, the worst first touch in the world at times, like at Everton. 
I've seen compilation videos. I've seen him live a number of times where he's just had an absolute nightmare. But obviously, this tournament is coming to form. So if you shut him down, it's it, which is doable. Uh, I think that's that, that's easily doable as well. But yeah, like I said, I, I feel like I feel like France are gonna have too much for them, um, and we'll be seeing France in the final once we beat Croatia. Is that what we're thinking? Who who makes the final, Tommy? Out of those two, uh, out of France and Belgium. Yeah, I actually want to see Belgium win. Um, you I want th- to, or you think I, they will? I, I think I think they could put it up to France. Um, I, I, I'm support out of the teams that are left. I want Belgium to win um, as a neutral, if you like. Nice. I mean, yeah, I think France are going to get through. Uh, I think they're just going to have a bit too much for for Belgium. Dave. Yeah, France, France, England final for me. I was going to say that brings us to the other half of the draw, which is of course us v Croatia. Dave, earlier you Minos. said, well, Dave, earlier you said Sweden were like Stoke. Who are Croatia like? Yeah, I don't think there's there's that much. Uh, they're, they're better than Sweden. I'd, I'd put them as a better than Stoke. Yeah, yeah, better <laughs> than Stoke. I'd put them as a, a midfield, more like an Everton kind of team. That they, on their day, they can they can play really well, but. I know that you're going to come on to it the teams that we've played whether it's Tunisia Panama like you said Belgium Reserves Colombia um, now Sweden and now Croatia but you can only beat the teams that are put in front of you so whether we took that side of the draw or not that was that was down to fate uh, and Gareth Southgate being an absolute genius you, you, we couldn't have predicted that Spain weren't going to get through no true uh, so look we, we've beaten the teams that have got uh, that, that have been put in front of us um, and now we're going to make it to a World Cup final which uh, and let's remember if things had gone as everyone expected we would have been playing Germany the other night not Sweden because that's that's who we would have been and then Spain facing. in this game if we yeah. had beaten Germany thanks to Gareth's master stroke bringing if, Danny Welbeck on if bots were pots and pans there'd be no need for tinkers I love, I love oh, that there we go I've got there a stat go. for you as well the last 11 the last 11 winners from 13 World Cups we so us in Belgium fall into the average um, average age of the team. So I think it's like be- between the age of twenty six point two to twenty six uh, twenty nine point six or something like that. And, and us in Belgium fall in that gap. Croatia and France fall outside that gap. So therefore, this two the, and this two thing together. of history what? and what? It is another one for you. So when England <laughs> won nineteen sixty six, they'd scored eleven goals. Guess how many we've scored now? Boom! How many? They, when had they scored their eleven goals by? Uh, the final. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine. We're just beating records. It's all good. So we could win it twice, is what you're saying? We have. We will. <laughs> awesome. That's what we like to see. Where are we all watching the game? Casino for me and Naz, no doubt. <clears throat> yeah, you're going to join Absolutely. us, Andy. Well, have you guys booked a table? Um, apparently, it's sold out. However, if you get there early enough, we will have a t- well, we will have a table. Yeah, do uh, some because we're going to get there early enough. Yeah, no, I I am going to come down the casino and watch it. Uh, and also on. Or Saturday, should I though? Is that is that going to break the charm? No, no. no, no. Get, come, down. come down. But <laughs> also, we've had on a, a spot safe for you for weeks. As as I'm sure you know, Andy Sydney is absolutely full of Croatians. Um, it is. So, at the weekend on Saturday, phew, the queue was just as big for the Croatia game as what it was with the uh, with the England game. So, I think there's going to be some atmosphere. Yeah, Tommy, are you coming down the casino with this, with us, us merry men? I couldn't, I couldn't stand being in the casino, um, watch it, watch, watching that. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it all the same because uh, I'm really interested in the result. But I'll be watching it at home. for financial reasons. 
No. Are you it's worried about your bets? Yeah. I'm, I, honestly, I'm, I'm not. I think England are going to get to the final and they're going to be deserved finalists. But I, I don't see them... So for those for those that may not remember, Tommy laid some ridiculous bets before the tournament started. Uh, how much... If England don't win the World Cup, how much do you stand to make... Oh, that's that's actually uh, thanks for doing that. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's, like that's for, forty dollars. Forty dollars. Okay, that's all right. Forty dollars. You're telling me that's okay. Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. absolutely. That's a great hour's work. If England win the World Cup, Tommy, how much are you going to be paying out? Seven hundred dollars. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Have you? offered people? When are you going to offer people the chance to buy out that bet? I'm not. I'm not. I'm sticking to my sticking to my guns. I don't think they're going to win it. Stubbornness is going to lose you financially. Pride right, comes yeah. before a fall. Mm-hmm. Talking to pride says before, England. <laughs> talking to pride before a fall. How do we? How do we see? Let's have some predictions. What's the score going to be? Tommy, lead us off. I'm going to say two-one to England. It kills me to say it. It really does. I'm supporting Croatia 100%. But up to this point, you know, I've thought that these teams are going to test England and, and things like that. But they've seen them off. Croatia fall into the bracket of they can, if they're on their fo- on, on form, they're going to test England. Um, but I just think on the current current run of form, England will will get past them. Nas, well, I think I think it's going to be one one. We win it in extra time, two one. Um, Croatia have done what two two extra times now. I was going to say they've, they've yeah they've gone to penalty so twice. So they are going to have some in hot tired, conditions, tired legs. Yeah, and and also like you said, we didn't break a sweat against Sweden, right? So I just think we've got a bit of got a bit about us. Uh, yeah, extra time, two one. Dave? I think this is the first time I'm ever going to agree with Tommy. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's 2-1. I can see us going 2-0 um, and then them getting one and it just being that awful yeah. last 10 minutes pumping it into the box. But I don't think other than... I think they've got an amazing midfield, but I just don't see the threat. I think Mandzukic is, is pretty average. I don't see... Is it Kramaric? Kramaric. Kramaric, yeah. yeah. I don't think he's a brilliant player. Other than Modric, um, well, yeah, other than their, their whole midfield... I don't see them as a, much of a goal-scoring threat. They can just play great football. Yeah, and they haven't really jammed it. They haven't really... I mean, if you took the... I mean, we're all talking about how great Croatia are and they're a good side and they're this and they're that. If you take that Argentina game out, they haven't really mm-hmm. been a very good side at all. Uh, and they've also l- they've laboured. And also, you remember Argentina had a terrible tournament as well. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. If you want to add that in the mix. Absolutely. Yeah, for myself, look, I... I think Croatia will score. I think they're actually pretty good at set pieces. I think they're the best team against set pieces that we will have faced. Uh, they showed against Russia they can do some damage there and, and I, I think they might against us. So I think Croatia will score. I think we will score more though. Yeah, uh, there you go. I, I, I see it running out 3-1 uh, to England basically. Uh, other than that, look, we will obviously be back and talking to you whatever the result from the semi-final. Uh, look, I hope you really enjoy where you go and watch it. Obviously, you can find us on Facebook on Three Lines and a Celt. Uh, please do subscribe where you find all good podcasts for Three Lines and a Celt. Other than that, it just remains for me to say goodbye. See you after the game. Tommy, say goodbye. Goodbye, folks. Now say goodbye. See you in the final. Dave, say goodbye. Come on, England. <laughs>